0: You're listening to the French Press Podcast where we discuss events from our lives. Welcome to the French Press Podcast. This is episode
1: 247. And it's Tuesday, August 21st, 2018.
0: Thank you for joining us today. We've got <laughs> lots of <laughs> lots of different things to get to. If we can get through any of this, we got free coffee. What? Thank you. Yeah. Thanks you to Amazon. They just send it for free. And we need some mugs, Jeff.
1: Jeff. Ho- we, we need
2: mugs. I hope. I just thought about that
1: too. I hope that Amazon's coffee is better than their tech support. <laughs> <laughs> Customer support. <laughs> Customer support. Sorry.
2: I should be like I should be like Ryan and Ruben. You said we need more coffee mugs and i should say well that's just what i was thinking
1: is that what ryan did i was does just going to say time? that
2: i don't know apparently i've never really heard him do it but then why did, he did does. you say it well cuz everybody else
0: complains about it so so you're just joining in the fray
1: is that is that true can you confirm that
0: i can't no i haven't experienced it okay i've okay. heard i've heard it talked about so it, but it must I be a thing i haven't actually had it happen
1: yeah that's just what i was thinking
0: All right, we've got some (laughs) feedback to get to as well. The other week, when Jeffy was gone, we had some coffee that was uh, sent to us from a friend,
1: a friend of a friend,
0: and the coffee was something special. It's kind of a a mission thing. It's called uh, Hemisphere Hemisphere Coffee, and there's a video that you can watch. And I'm actually going to share the video on our Facebook page if you guys want to watch it. It talks a little bit about. how they turned it into how it's a, how it 's a, a ministry as well, not just a coffee farmer, oh cool, so you can check that out, and we've got like I mentioned free coffee today we've got poll question we'll just get to the poll question in a little bit. Jeff is back, Jeff, as, as you heard, and he was in Haiti, so we 'll hear a story about a bicycle from him, including lots of drama no from the from the trip as well, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> and I was at IKEA over the weekend for the first time in my life. Share my thoughts on that. If you should go, if you shouldn't, is it difficult to put together some things I hated, some things I liked. And then Layton. What? You were at Obedient your puppy's obedient school for the first time. Yeah. I'd like a little update on that. So basically the theme for this week's episode is what happened to us this past week.
1: And there was a lot. There was that happened we were all over the world
2: i saved someone's life wow i saved someone too but we'll get to that
1: wow jeff we have so much in common things really do happen in pairs (laughs) 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 let's
0: get the poll question out of the way Uh last week we started the episode talking about our plans for the podcast the live podcast coming up which if you want to If you want to attend, you definitely should go over to our page, French Press Podcast on Facebook, and uh, let us know if you're attending the event. Yeah,
1: respond to the event saying that you're going to go. Yeah. Am I marked as going? Didn't we do this last year?
0: Didn't
2: we do this last year, and there was, like, 20 people that said yes, and then there was actually, like, 70 or 80 people there? I
0: don't remember how many people said yes, but yes, there were 70 or 80 people there. There was a
1: lot of people that were there.
0: We're getting sidetracked. Oh, yeah. The point is, go to the page and tell us if you're coming or not.
1: And then follow what you said.
0: And now, to get to what I originally started saying, the poll question...
1: Yeah, the poll.
0: ...was about us planning the French Press Live podcast. Yeah. And And the results are in. There was an astounding four votes, and they were all for the... All for yes.
1: They all want to have a sneak peek into the planning of So guess what? you'll you'll get a
0: little sneak peek. On Friday night, Leighton and Jeff and I will be meeting somewhere and we'll be discussing the live podcast. And we may or may not have invited guest speaker Kyle to attend that meeting as well. Oh my.
1: So we're already giving away the lineup?
0: I just did. On the live podcast event that I created from Facebook. Oh, I mentioned Kyle would be talking. Well,
1: mm-hmm. oh, I'm afraid that people won't show up now. Well, <laughs> yeah. let me give a tease for that story.
0: Oh, okay. I I heard about it. Um, on the internet. On the internet. <laughs> That's the Ooh, truth. Wow. And it wasn't a social media post. No, I heard about it on a legitimate website, a news website. A news website? Talked about kyle and his story
1: so it's like a journalist website kind of like the huffington post
0: it's not the huffington post but it's like the huffington post or the wall street journal the wall street journal online.com
1: yeah uh what else time magazine (sniffs) rt.com what is (laughs) rt.com russia
0: today russia today i think so i didn't
1: know that russia did journalism
0: kyle is safe and sound he didn't go to russia
1: yeah, he not, wouldn't be not, involved in that kind of propaganda.
0: Not yet, anyway. <laughs> All right, again, we're getting sidetracked. Back back to the point. Let's Jeff, get to the point. Oh. Uh, it's good to have you back. It's good to have you yeah. pouring, pouring our coffee, preparing our coffee, getting mm. us mugs. Woo, this coffee's cetera. strong this week. This coffee, like I mentioned, was free from Amazon. It just showed up at work at PWI, Whew.
1: but it was addressed to me. And, it, so it wasn't addressed to the French press? No, mm-hmm.
0: and it wasn't addressed to PWI, it was addressed to me personally. I think it's because I, I use my personal Amazon account to make purchases uh, for PWI. Hmm. And so they probably thought, you know what? This guy has become a big spender. Let's send him, send him some free coffee. Uh, great. The coffee... We'll go go ahead. Uh, I guess on the picture that I posted, everyone knows where it is already. Yeah. Um, it is a Folgers, uh, rebranding Folgers, 1850. I'm going
2: to go right out and say it. This tastes exactly like... Every other folders, <laughs> which is, poop.
1: Very aesthetic. Yeah, it's uh, it's very full bodied.
2: It's bitter. Yep. And it wasn't even like made hot enough to extract bitter oils from it, so it's actually like bitter in nature. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's naturally bitter. As free naturally coffee bitter. goes,
2: uh... as free coffee goes, I'd give it a, a fifty out of hundred. Actually,
1: I don't think it's too bad for free coffee when you put it that way.
0: I've had worse coffee at gas stations.
1: Yeah. Which one? I've had worse coffee well, in at general, people's
0: like houses. Gas stations. A lot of gas stations. Okay. They often have... I've
1: had worse coffee at work. Oh, yeah. Every day. Actually, this... Not w- anymore. This would be a good... Ah, oh, shoot. You're right. The <laughs> this other coffee a, maker got sent to
2: Idaho. This would be a good one to try in that other coffee maker and see how really bad coffee tastes. Anyway. Or we
1: can compare, like, this coffee that we have in the French from the French... That we made in the French press and compare it to the coffee from our old coffee maker. Just It gets worse with every sip. Mm.
0: Their, As it should. their little flyer is really pretty. They did a the really good that job. The flyer they
1: included
2: mm-hmm, in with mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. packaging. That's yeah, the well. only selling point for this kind of coffee is it has to look attractive in order to get people to actually buy it.
1: Jeff, no wonder it is it, it tastes so acidic. It says made with fire-roasted steel-cut ara- Arabica. Arabica. Arabica coffee beans. They fire-roasted them. That's supposed to fire-roasted. Fire? That's what it
0: is. All right, Jeff, why don't you tell us a little bit about your week in Haiti, and in particular, your bicycle story.
2: That's a separate story. Oh, it is? Totally okay. separate. Okay. But yeah, so we went to Haiti. Our whole youth group went, and it was a fun week. Um, we went down got into Port-au-Prince, flew into Port-au-Prince. So on the we our, our whole travel experience was just terrible the whole way down. And so <clears throat> would you credit Chicago. would you
0: credit this to lack of planning? Would you credit no. it to bad weather? Would you credit it to poor staff at the airport/airline? I think a lot
2: of it was weather, but we were flying American, and they've been known to be kind of like, meh, lately. Meh. So, okay, so here's what we do. We get up to the airport. We leave at 3 o'clock in the morning.
1: Uh, on which day?
2: On Monday morning.
1: On Monday morning.
2: Okay. And then we get to the airport right around 5.30 or 6, our time. Um, I think it was about around 6, which would be 5, their time. And we, our flight leaves at 8.30. We have plenty of time. We get up to the, um, get our tickets, everything goes really smoothly, Um, go through security. Security was an absolute breeze. Literally, I don't think I've ever spent less time in a security line, even in countries where there's only like 40 people standing in line. Like I literally walked up, handed the person my passport and uh, boarding pass, and just like she waved me through, went straight through the line. It, It was so fast. It was amazing. Anyways. All off to a good start. Walk all the way down to the one branch um, of the airport for our gate, to our gate. And we're like the first people there. And there's all empty seats. So we're like, sweet. So we like dump Mm. all our stuff, go get breakfast. Well, pretty much all get back from breakfast. We're about um, maybe an hour away from boarding. And they make an announcement that our gate has been changed. Uh Oh So we... With all due haste, gather up all our belongings and drag it to the other end of the airport. Like, the pretty much the other end of where you can go in that wing or whatever.
0: <clears throat> so, you,
2: you still walked
0: there. You didn't have to get onto yeah. a, a, a train. No,
2: it's uh, Chicago's not quite that big. Like, they have it um, spread out enough that even if they do switch gates, it's all within the same area. But it was still a 10-minute walk. So we walk over there. We, you know, set up again, camp out. Um, there was one person sleeping on the floor that felt really uncomfortable, and he just moved, which was great because it gave us more room.
0: And then... You mean a, a, a not part of your party.
2: Yeah. And then about... uh, Yeah, then we were just, you know, sitting around talking, waiting for our flight. About 20 minutes until boarding, we get another announcement that our gate got switched again to the gate right next to where we were before. Mm. So we drag all our stuff to the other gate. And by that time, it was like close enough to boarding that some
0: people just stood in line already waiting to get on the plane. <coughs> so then. Have you, I, I find it difficult to understand airport announcements. Yeah. I find it very, very like difficult. Like if you're not listening very Even closely. i listening. I can't understand what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It just sounds like They static. talk so fast.
1: It's, it's like, like muffled oh, mm-hmm. the Gate number. Of mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So, which exactly. gate was it? Gate number. Five. One, five, nine. Which one? <laughs> Thanks. Oh, uh, yeah.
0: Anyway, so you made it back <laughs> to so, your third gate now.
2: Made it back to the third gate. Finally, get on the plane. Everything's going great all load up um, I think a few of us had to check our bags yeah we had to check our bags because we were we got the economy tickets as the youth group so <clears throat> yeah we were like bottom of the totem pole anyways we get in our plane they pull us out to take off all of a sudden bad weather hits lightning strikes and all of the workers field workers have to go inside because lightning struck too close to the airport which created a massive backup, like what kind of backup? insane backup. We sat the, the
0: kind of backup that you could feel.
2: Yeah, so normally, the kind like of you backup board, that would
0: take
1: like a terabyte.
2: <laughs> you board like what is it? Forty minutes before your flight, I think is when boarding starts. Mm-hmm, you probably. get on there and you sit there for twenty minutes, twenty-five minutes, till your plane actually starts leaving. That was about the case. We sat in line for an hour and a half until we were allowed to take off.
1: All because of a lightning strike?
2: All because of lightning that was too close to the airport. Oh, my. And it was like, it was maybe a 10 or 15-minute wait until the workers could come back out. But by then, all the other flights were ready to go, too. And so, yeah, it just created a mess. Then, so, we were sitting for an hour and a half. We had our connecting flight in Miami. In Miami, we had one hour between when we land and when the other plane board? Were
0: or, or you taking the same airline? Yes.
1: Okay. And, same airline. And uh, are you saying you only had one hour from the time that you are like from arrival
2: went, to departure?
1: But as it was originally planned, original, like,
2: originally planned one hour from arrival to departure. So that
1: did not take into account already, the hour and a half. Yes. Delay.
2: So now, from a lightning strike, we're already an a half an hour late for the departure of the other plane. And we're like, we are hosed, you know, and we, we were hoping like, so we're a big group. We have 30, uh, I think we had 27 people and there was a handful of other people that were also taking the same flight to Haiti. Um, and so we were hoping that they would actually hold the plane for us when we got there. So we're asking questions back and forth during the flight. Well, we asked the flight attendant and she's like, Oh, I'm not sure that it's not updating. We don't know for sure what's going to happen. They might hold it for you. They might not. And there's one, um, it was American Airlines. They fly one flight to Haiti per day. And so we were like, oh, shoot, if we miss this, we're going to have to sit in the airport for a whole day. Oh. So we get there, we land, and they announced that, yes, your flight is waiting for you. And they announced to the whole, all the people in the plane, please, there's 30 people that need to get to their flight. It leaves. It's scheduled to leave in five minutes. And they have five minutes. They pushed the plane off, the other plane off, um, a total of 55 minutes waiting for us. <clears
1: wow. <clears <throat> yeah. Jeff, be honest. Did that feel powerful? It did a little bit. Like, like you <coughs> literally stopped the flow of an airport. Yes. But what did not feel powerful is what happened on the plane.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and they said, On, on which plane? On our plane the that,
2: that we landed on. Okay. And we're waiting to go to the other plane. And they said, Everybody, please stay sitting except for the group that has to go. Yes. Who listens? No one. About three. Oh, man. Out of the 150 people on this plane. And we are all the way in the back. And so it took us a long time.
0: You know the people that I I think I hate the most uh, when it comes to being on an airplane, aside from people with dogs, uh, is the people that are overly eager to get into line to start moving forward. Mm -hmm. The ones that they get out and they're bent over backwards because uh, the person that is in front of them has a backpack on. And so they're kind of halfway bent over but still have half their body in the aisle, yep, yep. but half their body is still contorted back in the seat, mm-hmm. but they have to have at least part of their body in the aisle.
2: Mm-hmm. And especially the people that are like that, that still have luggage in the overhead bins that they can't reach un- unless they go back towards the back of the plane and like make everybody to like step back till they grab their luggage and then they can't grab it very quickly. And it just takes forever. Anyways. <clears throat> so all was well. We land in Haiti and went pretty smoothly through customs. Oh, good. Um, walked right out of the airport. It was kind of weird. Like, I figured we'd have to go through customs. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of customs. Yeah. But pretty much it was just they like, look at your passport and went on. Like, we did have to present a No, I never had to present the paper that declared what I was bringing with even. Like, it was kind of different. But I think with a group our size, they just kind of, like, waved us through, I guess. I don't know. Anyways, so we go through... And um, we get out to the vehicles. We have three vehicles. Um, The one's a pickup. Two of them are pickup trucks with a cage on the back. And we stuffed all the suitcases in the one. And so... Sorry, I take that back. One was a pickup truck with a cage in the back. We stuffed all the suitcases in it. Then there was something kind of like a Jeep that about six people could ride in. And then the rest of us had to ride in the, uh, the big vehicle and there was like this straight truck kind of like our box trucks uh-huh except it had a regular bed on the back with a cage around it
1: oh lovely
2: so we fit i think it was 26 people did you feel like vehicle. cattle it was very much a cattle being hauling yes very good um and port au prince is is it's a it's a neat city but it's not pretty at all it's like broken buildings everywhere The streets are paved in some places and not paved in others. And where they're not paved, it's really, really bumpy. And there's trash everywhere. Everywhere. Like, just trash and trash and trash. People do not... There's no garbage dumps in Haiti. They just throw their trash on the street. And so we drive past places with thousands of plastic bottles just, like, laying around. Uh. And then there's, you know, animals in the city too, and it just reeks of animal manure. And you see, like, you drive past a market, and you see these people, like, buying all their, you know, fruits and vegetables, and then there's a pig just, like, wandering around
1: Jeff, what you're describing to me, I mean, (coughs) I know it sounds really foreign to some people, but it honestly just sounds like Amish country. Kind of. Did it remind you of Amish country? Except
2: Amish have more self-respect. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) but yeah anyways and so we get to this hotel where we're staying um and it's kind of it's a it's a hostel is what it is and so hostels are not really set up very well for mixed groups so it was kind of awkward i could see that there's like a, a community shower
1: oh how pleasant
2: um which was kind of different to deal with we just like separated our showering times with the guys and girls, but. What made things complicated was there was also other people staying at this hostel, right? And so, like their schedule was just kind of whatever it was, <laughs> like whenever they <laughs> wanted to take a shower. Yep.
1: You mean they didn't work with you on that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> so thankfully, we didn't really have any incidents or anything. Well, good. But, um, but yeah, it was just a little, yeah, different.
1: Right. And then tensions were high.
2: Yeah. So we we did we did we were able to divide up our sleeping quarters, but it was kind of some it was kind of a rigmarole. And then um, I hate rose. Yeah, we had we got supper there, and it was um, it was good Haitian food, but it had this really weird tasting spice in it, and I was just like, my first meal in Haiti, and I was just like, wow, this is like, eh. you
1: were already getting queasy.
2: It it was like I had, I had been to Haiti before, and <laughs> I know their food is really good, and the food the rest of the week was great. Good, but it was just that first meal was just like. Off-putting. And I was really hungry and so I just ate it anyways.
1: Oh no. That's how you get diseases, Jeff. Yep. So, Jeff, you were telling us
0: that you saved a life at some point.
2: No, this was this was back here in the States.
0: Oh. So your that, bicycling story and your saving a life story all happened back here?
2: Yeah. No, that that was my bicycling story.
0: Oh. Okay. I say
2: yeah. We'll get to that later. Okay, sorry. Anyways. <clears throat> So we stay there for the night. In the morning, we head out to um, where we're going to work, and that is at a clinic about, f- it's, it was 70 miles from Port-au-Prince, and it took six hours. So, yeah, average speed. And we were driving as fast as we possibly could the whole way. So there were some. Is there a reason
1: that you were driving so fast, or is that because just normal speed? because
2: we knew it took so long would take? You so go long as to fast
0: as you can, but you can't go very fast so, because the roads are so bad.
2: Yeah, imagine State Road 19. Mm-hmm. That's about the condition of the main road where we were. Okay, okay, like which is half decent, but still like really narrow and kind of it was kind of curvy. Obviously, 19 is straight, but we were flying in this truck in this big truck. We were flying. We we're doing 70. On that road, just hauling along. (laughs) (laughs) It was great. And then we get to the rough part through the mountains, and our average speed through there was probably 12 miles an hour for the rest of the way. Oh, my. And it it was bumpy as all get out.
0: Throughout all this, did you have cell phone service or or Wi-Fi?
2: I had cell phone service because Project Fi uh, offers um, service in Haiti, but it was still kind of spotty. And the best internet that I had the whole week outside of Port-au-Prince was Edge. And so it was, yeah, like, basically you can send a Facebook message, WhatsApp message, something like that. But you can't really use the internet that much.
1: Mm -hmm. So pretty much only for messaging.
2: Yeah. Calling and texting was all right (coughs) pretty much everywhere. So uh, that, that was actually was it, not bad. Was it
1: more expensive or was it like the same rate?
2: It's the same rate for For Project me. Fi. Yeah, for Project Fi. Wow.
0: <sighs> I know some of the people had Verizon. Did they have a, mm-hmm. was it also very They're, very low they rate? Have, um, yeah,
2: it's pretty much unlimited for Verizon except it's $10 a day. So every day that you use anything, call, text, or data is $10. Hmm. Um, kind of a flat rate fee hmm. in addition to whatever you pay for Verizon.
0: but. Mm-hmm. it's not horrible all right well let's keep on going yeah anyways so
2: um the first couple days was spent at this clinic and they had they had the clinic the building there originally but then they put a second story on it and so we needed to put a roof on the second story and a stairway up to it so that was our main thing that we did so your Um,
1: stairway that's where you came in
2: yeah yeah i was actually able to use my stair guy stair experience quite
0: well. Was it made out of wood? It was made out of wood. Okay. And even though you're used to it working with steel, yeah. did, were you still able to use your talents?
2: Yeah, I was actually...
1: You were able to calculate the rise?
2: I was actually really glad for the experience that I had in designing stairs because I was able to, to figure out the steps for it and mark them all out in a very short amount of time Sweet. versus... Yeah.
1: Just trying to guesswork and like... <clears throat> Oh the one step's a little bit higher than the rest because yeah. we got to the end, and there's a little bit more of a gap that 's actually really bad if there's a discrepancy in a step yeah. how much of a of a difference does there have to be in order for you to trip every time you go up the stairs like saying um, how, how how off does one step need to well, be well
2: see in in the states here, OSHA requires less than a quarter inch variation, but in order for there to be actually like a tripping hazard that I've experienced, um, last time we were in Haiti, there was a stairway, and the one step was about an inch and a half different oh, from that's, all the rest, that's really oh, and I tripped on it pretty much every time.
1: Yeah, because you you get your brain, your brain like after maybe like three steps, it has it figured out, yeah. it has it calculated like, oh, I'm supposed to raise my foot this high yep. in order to keep on climbing these steps,
2: and then you do that, and then you kick the so, step, and you, pff, yep, yep. Oh, that's the worst. I think you'd get used to it after a while, but... Maybe. We're, we are so used to stairs being nice here. Anyways, um, working with... We had pretty much all the lumber we needed, uh, except for the stairs.
1: Oh, that's so convenient.
2: So, you can't buy anything bigger than a 2x4 in Haiti.
1: Oh, so did so you have to do some glue-up or some we had,
2: uh, two by six. we had 2 x six. We had 2x6s that were imported from the U.S. Wow. Um, But the supply was limited, and... We had a couple of them there to use. Did so you use we used, the 2x6 for stringers? Used some of those for stringers. We also added a 2x4 to them because we ran out of 2x6s. We were going to do two 2x6s. We ran out of 2x6s, and it was a three-hour round trip to go get more. And Ugh. so we decided we'll just use a 2x4. Very good. Um,
0: so did you get the whole project completed? Or we got did that, you leave that all
2: completed. The girls repainted pretty much the whole thing. It was originally painted, but then when they put the second story on, just... Concrete got smeared over all of the paint, so they had to pretty much repaint everything. Um, yeah, and then we built this little, um, helped build this little shelter outside for kind of a waiting area for patients. Um,
0: oh, so this was a, it was a hospital? It was a clinic. A clinic. A free okay. clinic, okay. like just a,
2: a uh, one doctor and a nurse um, there. Okay. Hmm. So and then a nurses aide, I think. Right. So did
0: you work the entire time you were there, or did you have some days off where you could see the island and so have some that fun? was the
2: first the first three days, we spent a whole day traveling from Port-au-Prince to there, and then the next three days we worked there. So that was Wednesday. Uh, sorry, Monday, Tuesday was travel. Thursday, Friday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday was when we worked there. We did a little bit of work on Saturday. Hmm. Saturday, then we went over to. Uh, the coast, closer to the coast um, to where the people that ran the mission actually lived. And that was 16 miles and, and it was a two and a half hour trip.
1: Oh my.
2: So it was even worse than the uh, trip to there because it was through even worse back country roads.
1: Oh. And yeah. So wait, you had to drive all the way there and then also drive back. So drive there for two and a half hours, yeah. visit with them for three hours and then drive back two and a half hours.
2: No, we, we stayed in the oh, stayed vicinity of the clinic. Oh, good. Yeah. And then, okay, so we went there for the rest of the time then um, to the, their place near the coast. Um, went to a resort one day. It was super hot down by the coast, like ninety upper 90s and pretty high humidity. Oh, And it was just dreadful. But then at night, it was really nice. We um, slept on the roof of their house, which was awesome. Had a sea breeze blowing all night. Could pieces. hear the waves. It was pretty cool. Oh. Were,
0: were the people that ran the mission were they pretty happy that you guys were there to help, or was did it did you feel like you were a little bit of a nuisance and a bother? Like you had to no, be, you had to be babysat. Um,
2: that's one thing I really appreciated about this trip was that we actually went somewhere where they really needed help, and so we did a lot of work that they could have probably done um, with the help of you know locals, but patients, still. Um, but like we got a massive amount of work done in a very short amount of time.
1: That's that's what a mis- that's what the ideal mission trip
2: yeah should be, yeah. I feel anyway. And it was actually it was actually something useful, not just like going and doing spring cleaning somewhere.
1: Jeff, are you saying that spring cleaning is not of something of, of significance value? or value? Depends.
2: Depends if it's been spring cleaned by the last group that was there. Gotcha. 2 weeks ago. Oh,
1: <laughs> or spring ago. All right, um,
2: anyways, so that was pretty much it. Then we drove back to Port-au-Prince and flew back. Uh, the drive back to Port-au-Prince was way smoother because we drove kind of we r- drove a really roundabout way to get back. It was probably about 30 miles out of the way, but it was pretty smooth roads the whole way back. so we were thankful for that. Good. And that was about a four-hour trip back to Port-au-Prince.
0: All right, then you made it safely back to the United States back. where you saved a life. Maybe we'll have Leighton tell his story. Yeah, Leighton, you tell your story. And then Jeff can, can tell his story.
1: Um, okay, well, I guess we'll just cut to the chase. I was having hoist issues at work. Specifically, I was having issues with my hoist that I normally use at work. And so we got one of our hoist technicians out the one morning this past week, and uh, he he was in what's called a, a genie boom. Uh, for those of you who don't know, a genie boom is kind of like, think of it as like a, a vehicle with four tires, and it, it's kind of shaped like a...
0: It's the kind of thing that you've seen power companies use to get up by to power lines. It yeah, looks kind, yeah. of, kind of like that.
2: So yeah. Similar to a cherry picker, but on its own set of wheels.
1: Yeah, because everyone knows what a picker is. <laughs> what a cherry picker is. Anyway, If you've
2: seen the electricians working on your telephone poles, yeah. that's
1: what it is. Oh. <clears throat> well, those are like mounted to full vehicles, though. That's a cherry picker. Oh, Well, this is not – this was not mounted to a full vehicle. I know.
0: It's its own thing (laughs) Yeah, with four wheels that turns and goes forward and backward.
1: Right. But, yeah, it's got a bucket that you stand in, and you can, like, make it kind of extend out its neck uh, so you can get in those difficult-to-reach places. So I want you to picture this. There is a a drive-through area, kind of like an aisleway, that he has driven his – genie boom into all right and then he left his uh genie boom he left it parked in that drive-through area kind of facing a pile of steel and then he extended out over the pile of steel and upwards to get to the hoist that he would to get to my hoist that he was trying to work on that he was trying to fix because i was having issues with it so he has it he, – he's, he's extended up pretty high, like a good – what do you think, Jeff? 25, 30 feet? Yeah, I think that's a 30-foot boom. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's uh, – the way the hoist is set up is that there's two main I-beams um, <laughs> spanning across and then kind of set in the middle of those two main I-beams is where the hoist rides. Mm-hmm. All right? So he has – And then the I-beams are about five feet apart. Right. And the, the hoist is kind of nestled in between yeah, those two room. massive I-beams. Um, and he was working on the electrical box. So he was facing the hoist, and he was in, in between the electrical box and one of those main I-beams. He, like his back was towards uh, one of the main I-beams, and he was facing the electrical box. Uh, the, the bucket of the cage was kind of butt up against the bottom of that one of the, that main I beam that he has his back towards. Mm-hmm. All right. So he's working, whatever, whatever. And I'm just patiently waiting. Actually, I had some other work I needed to do. I needed to change out some of my gas tanks. And I think that's what I was doing. I was changing out, uh, my oxygen tank that I use for the plasma cutter. <laughs> and, uh, so I- I'm changing out tanks. And then all of a sudden I hear like a, kind of like a clamor and like a, whoa, like a voice shouted out. And I come running out from my tank room and I look up and I say, Willie, are you okay? And he's like, he has his arms kind of stretched out like a T like, like his arms kind of straight out from his sides. And he's like, Nope, Nope, Nope. And he was pretty like, ugh, I, I could tell he was in distress. And so I go running over, and he's like it's it's he's like it's it's pinning me up, it's pinning me it's I, i'm I'm pinched and so then I run over to the genie boom, and i s and i and I know that there's always <coughs> in in scissor lifts and genie booms there's a switch at the at the base that you can turn that switches the controls from the controls that are in the bucket to the controls that are down on the mm-hmm. floor, and so I turn that key. And yeah. he immediately, ah oh. he said, "Oh man, like he didn't tell me at the at the time, but after we got him down, he said that he could feel like the pressure release because it was still trying to drive him into the beam so so the while he was
2: up there, it just started driving, yeah, like did he push the lever to drive so
1: here's what happened. He said that the, the genie boom was so old that as he's working on stuff, it just always kind of loses hydraulic pressure. And yeah. so as he works, the like G will slowly sink inch the, the, by that, inch.
0: That's typical yes. I, I think of any hydraulic yeah. uh lifts mach- do, mach- ha- do that?
1: Um
2: yeah, if they if they're old. Yeah, they do Okay.
1: Well anyways, so every once in a while and he said he's done this lots of times. Not just working on this specific hoist, just around uh he'd have to turn it back on and hit the switch and just kind of kind of bop it repeatedly and slowly bring it just to bring it back up yeah to where it's you know where it was at so he can work comfortably anyways so he said this time while he was doing that while he was flipping the switch suddenly the the genie acted as if he had pulled the throttle forward and tried to make it drive forward. Mm-hmm.
2: Which you have to step on the pedal to do, it too. It's this like one actually didn't have
1: a pedal. It doesn't have a pedal. And it also oh. didn't have like the, the safety switch that you have to pull up from the bottom of the yeah, throttle. Yeah. It didn't have that either. It's just push forward. But he said he, he didn't touch. He did not touch the forward throttle. He only touched. The, there's a totally separate switch to make it mm. uh, boom up instead of drive forward. Anyways, lucky for him. There was a pile of steel that he had extended over, and when it drove forward, it would have totally kept on driving forward, but it hit the pile of steel. If that pile of steel was not there, he would have definitely been, at the very least, like crushed in half, if not totally, totally sliced in half. Sheared off. Sheared by the- Shearly, not quite. The bucket, the top of the bucket that he was standing in, and the- the bottom of the beam that he was so it backed up like a, against. A scissor. I mean, effect. that's what he was pinched between. Anyway, and it was still trying, but thankfully the pile of steel was high enough that it couldn't. That it couldn't drive. Over keep it. on driving forward.
0: So, <clears throat> didn't is it electric? Then it didn't stall.
1: Correct. It was electric.
0: Ah, oh, boy, that, it thing, was...
2: that thing is a heap.
0: So, Jeff, did you save a, a life in quite such dramatic fashion?
2: Um. I I saved someone from.
1: No, I'll just tell the story because it, it'll <laughs> it'll uh, Fetty thing. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> my story is not a, a, as as um, life threatening as Layton's, but it is extremely interesting and extremely random. It, it was the most random thing that I think has ever happened to me in my entire life. That's weird. And. It was so it was just so weird, so
0: why don't you let us us be the judge, Jeff? yeah, yeah
2: and, and hurry up, I need to go soon, so i'm I'm gonna tell this story <laughs> and not tell you what's going on fully because i I'll, I'll tell it to you as I experienced it, okay, that way oh. you can go through the same emotions as I did, so anyways, <laughs> so I'm at work, getting ready to leave on Friday, and it's three thirty um I was supposed to go um. What was I doing? Anyways, I had plans with Louisa at 5.30. So I had two hours. I was like, okay, I'm going to go home, shower, get ready to go, you know, do some stuff that I have to do. And I hear this, like shop's closed, but I hear somebody come in the door and start talking, and I instantly recognize this voice. And (coughs) it's this old Amish guy. Mm. Uh, His name is Toby, Toby Coons.
1: Toby Coons.
2: Toby Coons. Tobias Coons. And he is probably I'm taking a stab and saying he's 93. He's old. And he's still old like dude. walking around. Oh yeah. And he used to fix windmills for a living. And he's very very spry for his age. <clears throat> he's a super cheapskate. So he'll come into the shop and buy stuff or get us to weld something, but he won't allow us to grind it because he knows that'll cost him money. So he'll take it home and file it by hand instead of letting us grind it.
0: Oh wow. <clears throat>
2: And he'll bring in a scrap piece of steel for us to work on instead of buying a piece of scrap from us. So, like, super, super penny-pincher guy. Anyways. So, he came in. I heard it. I just randomly heard him. I was like, oh, yeah, that's Toby Coons, whatever. Anyways, and he, he was talking to Ryan or something. And a little bit later, Kyle calls me. He's like, Jeff, I need you to help Toby Coons. I, I can't. I, I'm busy. I have a bunch of stuff to get done today. And I have an appointment at 530.
1: But I have a feeling <clears throat> that Kyle is the one who first told him, like, hey, yeah, bring it over to the shop. And, like, like, really offered to help. Well, he said. That's he what said, I predict. Toby Coons
2: needs you to drive him somewhere about a half mile away. Just needs you to drive him and drop him off. And so I'm like, oh, okay, he needs a ride. And then I said, fine, I'll do it, whatever. It's so
1: crazy. <laughs> so I didn't know I didn't you know T W I was a shuttle service. <laughs>
2: So
0: they're branching out. I mean, it's they are getting in a new market. Yeah, they are.
2: <laughs> so anyways, I get out there and I'm like, well, I don't really want to, but I don't have that much stuff, that much important stuff to do. And so I get out there and I'm like, Oh, Hey Toby, uh, I heard you need a ride somewhere. And he's like, yeah, yeah, I need a ride somewhere. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. If you could, if you could help me out, that'd be great. And I said, sure, let's go out to my car and I'll take you wherever you want to go. Um, and I said, uh, he said, yeah, I need I need a help finding my bicycle. Um, yeah, I, I just need help finding it. And uh, and I was like, well, I don't have a truck, but I'll take you to it. Where's it at? Well, I'm not sure. <laughs> oh dear. And so this is as we're getting into the car, and he said, <laughs> and he said, um, it, it's it's down the next road over, um, just off the road there, and I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, how? I this me. road is like half a mile away how does he get f- his bicycle he needs to go back to it but how did he get here yeah is my whole thought too anyways <clears throat> so we drive down there and and he's like yeah yeah well see I I went off the road and and got into a cornfield and and lost my bike and I went off the road right over here and and so we drove over to that spot and I'm like okay and it was a bean field. I was like, "What in the world? This is really weird." And he said, "Corn." He said, "Cornfield." And I was like, "Is this the spot?" And He's like, "Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the spot. Um, yeah. Now, uh, now no, I just got to go find it. Uh, thanks for driving me over." I was like, "At this point, I'm like, so you're okay, he's
1: gonna drop it <laughs> Yeah, great. Yeah, see ya. I got work to do."
2: Exactly. <laughs> and so at this point, I'm like, "Okay, this dude is old. He's got family that's going to start worrying about him." He needs help He's because if he lost his bike nerd in this field, then he definitely won't be able to find it again.
1: He's lost his beans.
2: And so I was like, okay, I'll park my car here. I'll help you go find it. I said, oh, I'll come with you and help you find it. He's like, oh, are you sure you have time? I said, yeah, sure. I'll go help you. For you, And time. <laughs> We uh, started walking, found his tracks right away. Oh. fortunately the ground was like kind of soft and, and we could track him. So I used my superior tracking <laughs> skills.
0: Well done. Was he, how much was he helping versus you leading the... Leading um, he
2: kind of helped like start off like where where he got into the field. And then I pretty much just tracked it the rest of the way because, well, as I was going, so we started walking around the edge of this field. And and,
0: and what are you tracking? Footsteps or bicycle? F- both.
2: There's footsteps and bicycle tracks. Okay. Um, And some points like... It was kind of weird. It was actually good that he had a bike with him because some points the footsteps didn't show up, but the bike tracks did. Okay. And other points the bike tracks didn't show up, but the footsteps did. Wow. It was weird depending on how mushy the ground was or how dusty so it was. So was he
1: walking?
2: He was walking his bicycle. Oh, okay. Um, around the edge of this field. And, I was, and then he's like, yeah, I was uh, trying to get over to this place here. And this road, so this road came off of 19 and then it turned south and he wanted to go north. And so he's like, "Well, I thought I could just cut across this field here to the next road." And I'm like, "Okay, well, it makes sense. Whatever. Just walk across the field." And so we keep start tracking his bike, and then and then we get to the end of this field, which we started walking north. Okay, get to the north corner of this field. There's a cornfield. I'm like, oh, "Okay, this is probably where I'm we going in." He's like, "Yeah, yeah. This is pretty much where I went in, or whatever. I think I went in here." And then I looked, and his bike tracks went east. It's like. Um, no, there's still tracks over here. Well, let's go this way. So we started walking this way, and he's like, well, at some point I get it, and then, anyways. He's like, well, at some point I get into a cornfield, and I think it was probably around here, but the tracks were still in the bean field. (laughs) And this was, at this point, we were about a, a third of a mile from my car. Hold it. Walking off the road, and I was like, hold it. This guy, I don't know. What happened? So we get out of that field into another bean field, which was taller, still following the tracks. Keeping on going, following the tracks. Uh, Finally, get to the eastern edge of that field. We're walking east. Get to the eastern edge of that field and hit a cornfield. And I was like, okay, here's the cornfield. Here it is. So his bike has got to be around here somewhere. (laughs) Sure (laughs) enough, walk in about, I would say... 20 yards into the field following his tracks along the corn rows and there sits his bike just perfectly parked there. And I was like, how do you lose your bike like this? And then I realized the rows, he stopped where the rows started going the other way. And I'm pretty sure his mentality was since he's such a penny pincher is that he didn't want to destroy any crops. And so he left his bike there to see how he could get out and walked a couple rows over and this and this was a half a mile from my car yeah. which was a half a mile south and a half a mile east of Pauls Welding and so he walks a little bit into the cornfield totally gets disoriented cuz he's old and anyways loses his bike doesn't know what to do just walks until he finds a road and then walks down to Pauls Welding so he probably walked a mile and a half to get to Pauls Welding to ask for help. Wow. <laughs> and so, found his bike, walked him back out, I helped him figure out which way he needs to go to get to where he's going, and then left and saved and the day. And just
1: hoped.
0: And then... That. that was a good story, Jeff. Yeah. That and was, so... That was weird.
2: Here's the best part. Um, so, he, I said, he was just chatting with me a little bit, and, and and he said, oh, I'll pay you for your time, whatever. Said I said, don't worry about it. And then, he said, well, are you going to go uh, past my place? My wife's probably worrying where I am. And I'm sure this is like probably an hour and a half after he's supposed to be at where he's going. And I was like, you know, where do you live? And he told me, and I said, oh, yeah, I'll drive about a half mile from there. I'll just stop in and tell her um, that you'll be late or, you know, tell her what happened or whatever. He's like, okay, okay, that'd be great. Um, But don't tell her what happened. Just tell her that I got delayed because I don't want her to worry. (laughs) Oh, my. Oh, my. So, anyways, oh,
0: that is great.
2: That was a, uh, and I have a picture of his bicycle here in the cornfield. Oh, good! Just perfectly parked there. Oh,
0: that's and, uh, kind of a nice bike.
2: Yeah, and I was just I, I knew I had to snap a photo.
0: Jeff, you need to send to it to commemorate it. Send it on our uh, on our fa- uh, Instagram page or Facebook page.
2: It's it's a nice looking bike from here, but it's really old. It's like a nice looking antique bike.
0: Mm. All right, well, we're out anyways, of time. Yeah. For today's episode, there's some things we want to talk about. IKEA next week. <clears> Layton's <throat> Obedient School. Uh, how that went with his dog Crip. And so you'll need to check back next week for that. But remember, before you do that, go over to our Facebook page and let us know if you plan to attend mm-hmm. the live podcast. It's September 11th. And it's going to be at Main Street Coffee House in the evening. We will have some giveaways. It'll be a good time. It will
1: be a fun time. You
0: won't regret it
1: you probably won't regret it. Now, Layton, what is the point? The point is, Ruben, airport announcements are almost impossible to understand. Okay. Point number two, lightning strikes create messes. Point number three, youth groups can hold up planes if they're big enough. (laughs) See what I did there? Mm -hmm. Uh, Point number four, Jeff doesn't think that spring cleaning is a value on a mission trip. Point number five, Jeff did not save a life near as much as I did, yet somehow his act of kindness seems way <laughs> more noble than mine. That's the point. What's our word of the week? A word of the week has to be bite.